Hello! Ahoy! Welcome to Season 3, Episode 11? 11? Yes. 11. Wow, 11. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. And this is Bottom of the Stream. How are you, Nick? I'm very good. Yeah? Good week? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, a bit bit slower, actually. I don't think anything exciting has happened to me this week. Oh, really? That's a bit boring. I don't think, I don't think so. I've got no um, no scrapes no, this week. No, you've not accidentally got a cat knot in your house or no, you've not accidentally like shaved your chest or anything like that's not happened no you've had quite an eventful season when you think when you think of it <laughs> it's um well you know like i say you get bored you gotta try stuff out that's true that's very true no i've not had a lot going on this week either it's been a pretty boring week been uh been enjoying the sunshine you know till today uh till today yeah just literally just rained all day today <laughs> there you go back to the uh Classic British summer. Back to the stormy seas on the stream boat. Yeah, we have to, um, I was going to say, tie down the main sail. I'm not sure if we've got a sail. I don't think we have. That, no, it's more of a tugboat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. But we'll we'll batten down all our hatches. Yeah, all the hatches going to be like thoroughly this. Thoroughly batten down. It's going to be like it for a while, apparently. Yeah. It sucks. I was just getting used to the sun. It's all right for you. You're on the main boat. I'm towing behind <laughs> in this little dinghy. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I do feel for you out there in your little dinghy. I'm, uh, I've got my sea legs, that's for sure. <laughs> that's good. Um, where do we start these things normally? Socials. Shall we run through the socials? Yeah, let's let's do that. Um, follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter is at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Uh, our Instagram is the same, at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Or you can have a look at the website, which is www.bottomofthestream.com. Or you can find us on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash bottom of the stream, where you will find extra little bonus episodes, uh, early access to episodes, some merch, a monthly newsletter, all that sort of shit. And it's only a couple of quid a month and we'll send you all that good stuff out. Yeah, if you can't do that, then uh, please uh, spare a couple of minutes to leave us a review on Podchaser or on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, so it really helps. Sure does. Plus they're really good for the ego. It's nice to read them. <laughs> um, Nick? Yes? I've got no Netflix news. Yeah, uh, ad. Uh, me neither. <laughs> it's been a really boring week for Netflix. They've literally done nothing. They added a heck of a lot of stuff on Monday, as in the Monday just gone. The, the, I think there was like 86 editions. Yeah. Um, the most the, I can the, remember. The, yeah, a whole wodge of movies added to Netflix UK. Yeah. Um, but, but no, specifically... I don't have any sort of what's upcoming, no. um, new productions, nothing like that, really. Normally. Yeah. Considering a couple yeah. of weeks ago, we had like half an hour's worth of news. I know. Well, nothing to talk to you about this week. Peaks and troughs. So in lieu of that, shall we run through the top 10? Yeah, let's have a Because that's changed a little bit since last week. Um, I just want to say, as I was just looking for the top 10, I just noticed that Guesthouse Paradiso has appeared on Netflix. Okay, um, is that, that's the bottom movie, yeah, right? It's the yeah, it was the sequel to Bottom, wasn't it? Okay, I don't think I've ever seen it. I've um, seen it when it first came out. It's Rick Mail and Ed Edmondson, obviously. Um, I might go and watch that at some point. I might even watch it when we finished here. Do it. If we, we couldn't put it. Do on it the, and report back. Couldn't put it on the long list, could we? Uh, well, I've never seen it, so and it's definitely not like mainstream, so I wouldn't mind. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could. Maybe we could, literally we'd be pushing the bounds. I think. Maybe. I'll have a think. I don't know. You could argue that uh, Bottom is quite a cult um, show anyway. Yeah, but how many um, people have heard of Bottom but didn't know there was a film? Well, I, I knew it, but I totally disremembered it. Or... 
I'm intrigued. Removed it from my memory. I'll have a think. I'll have a think about whether that's that's allowed on the long list or not. I, I think it's a matter of perspective. You've got. Um, I would suggest maybe people who are listening from the UK are far more of a, would have a different viewpoint than uh, some of our listeners in the states who that's are probably true. wondering what the hell we're talking about right now. That is true. Um, Bottom Bottom was a sitcom in the nineties. Yeah, over here. Yeah, slapstick comedy. Sure. We spoke about it briefly when we were on the Cage Kiss podcast. That's right. Linda's a big fan, She's isn't a big, she? Big Rick Mail fan, yeah. 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 I'll have a think. I'll, uh, I'll let you know next week if I've decided to put that on the long list or not. Okay. I have added a few more this week. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just because I know you've just got the list up to date, so I thought I'd throw a few Yeah, thanks more for that. <laughs> you have to let me know, though, because I have to put them on the randomizing app. Otherwise, they'll, yeah, they'll I'm, I'm letting you know. I'm, never I'm, serving, I'm serving you notice right now. <laughs> okay, good. Um, Live on air. Right, top 10 of Netflix this week. Are you ready? I am. Uh, in at number 10, wasn't on last week's, was Snowpiercer. Well, it was yep. on last week at some point, I think. Um, I watched episode three. It was all right. It's not blowing me away as yet. Okay. It's a good show, but nothing's happened in it yet to like, wow, well, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. I'm waiting for the next episode. I mean, I th- I think it's only set to be sort of 10 to 12 episodes. Isn't yeah, it? I, think I don't so. know exactly. 10, so. So you'd think um, it would have to move reasonably quickly. Yeah, it, it, and it isn't. Okay. But it is moving, but it is. I wouldn't say it's moving with any sort of pace. Okay, fine. The train's moving with quite <laughs> a lot of pace. Number nine is Friday. Really? Yes, from nineteen ninety-five. Wow. So is that is that presumably one of the one of the um, movies that that was added? Yeah, in the I think last it week, was. Yes, yeah, there was a lot of nineties movies, wasn't there? There was like yeah. Beethoven appeared. Um, loads of like old nineties movies. I've not seen Friday for years. No, I remember. I, I remember well. Certainly when I was younger, I really liked it. I don't know if I'd have the same opinion now. I don't know. <laughs> Ice Cube and um, Chris Tucker, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, number eight is Dynasty. We spoke about that briefly last week. It's the remake of the eighties soap opera. Sure. Uh, number seven, talking of old school, is Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh yeah, we, we mentioned that a few weeks ago that it was coming. First two seasons appeared from 2008. Yeah, so people are they're watching a 12-year-old reality show. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Is there a call for that? The, the Kardashians rewatch? Obviously, it's seventh in the charts. So somebody's out there watching it. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of Kardashians, so it might just be them. <laughs> maybe, maybe that is very true. Uh, number six is Queen of the South. Football team? <laughs> Yeah, it's a documentary about the football. It's not. Is it? No. Oh. It's a TV series. Uh, forced to work for a cartel that recently killed her boyfriend, Teresa relies on her street marts, a loyal pal, and a mysterious notebook to survive. It's in its fourth season. Okay, that sounds much more entertaining than a documentary following the <laughs> third division Scottish football team. Yeah, it's, it's passed me by that one. I have no, no clue. No, I've never really... I've heard of it, but it's never really appeared in my... Uh, Vision, peripheral okay. vision. Uh, number five, still holding its place in the top five, is the Last Dance. Ah, oh, yeah, that's that's interesting. That it's, it's hanging around. I um, say it's been over two weeks now since the last episode. Yeah, yeah, um, and and stuff stuff in the Netflix chart. We've well, we mentioned this when we did our Tiger King episode, didn't we? It doesn't tend to sort of hang around no, a lot not at all. Uh, and I think that's just because of the sheer volume of stuff that you can choose from. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, it is that is quite a surprising that it's hanging around for that long. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. But it's like great. You say, watch everybody's it. watching it. It's it's getting huge ratings. So yeah, people people are still watching it. They're, I don't know. It's just 
still being watched, obviously. Yeah. Uh, number four is The Adams Family. Okay, cool. The film from 2019, the animated. I went to the cinema to see it, and it is good. So yeah, I will definitely be watching this. It's all star cast as well. There's loads of famous people in it doing voices. It's like Charlie's Ferron, Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay. Uh, Finn Wolfhard's in it. Loads. Oscar Isaac, I think. Cool. Uh, number three is White Lines. That was at number one last week. So yeah, drop that's the I beat the set crime thriller, yep, I believe. That's right. Uh, number two is Space Force. And number okay. number one is Jeffrey Step Jeffrey Jeffrey Stepstein's <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Rich. So Space Force it's, has, it's, it's risen. It has. It's gone up to chart. number one. It was number two last week, wasn't it? So it's risen, yeah. and Space Force has jumped right in there. Have you seen any of Space Force yet? Let's. Yeah, I saw I, I saw two and a bit episodes. We'll move on to the what have you been watching this week? <laughs> um, thoughts. I I I thought it had its moments. Overall, it didn't it didn't make a massive impact on me though. I agree. I've watched the first two episodes as well. I thought the first one was all right, and I thought the second one was really bad. I see. I quite like the bit with the <laughs> when they were trying to get the chimp to the chimp to <laughs> do a spacewalk. But yeah, it, like I say, it didn't leave too much of an impression on me. It, it. I don't know if part of it's my fault because uh, I, it wasn't the sort of thing I was expecting. I thought it was going to be silly. Yeah. Like like really silly, um. You know when we mentioned medical police a few months ago, yeah. Uh, I I thought we were getting stupid slapstick, uh, and and stupid jokes, and it and it wasn't. It was quite po faced almost at times. Yeah, actually, there are some stupid bits in it, but over yeah. I just I don't I don't know if I I don't think I'll go back to it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on the fence to be honest. I've done two episodes. I think I've I think I've had enough. The fact that John Malkovich in it lends it some weight. Because I really like John Malkovich, but even he didn't really save it for me. No, he wasn't in it a great deal. No. Um, yeah, I, I, it left me a bit cold. Yeah, it's a shame because it should be good. Um, have you been watching anything else? Uh, I've been watching the Big Flower Fight. Oh yeah, I, I've uh, been thinking of watching this. Is it any good? Oh, it's a lot of fun. Really? Um, yeah. So we, you know, you mentioned um, way, way back. You watched the Blown Away reality show. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's about glass blowers. Yeah, this is about florists. But we're not talking, let's arrange a bunch of flowers and see who does the best one. They are making 8, 10, 12 foot high structures, sculptures of monsters. Uh, They have to make a dress at one point. Wow. You know, fairy tales, uh, chairs for a giant at one point they have to make a th- uh, which is very apt considering what we're talking about this week they have to make a throne for a giant yes yeah, it's, it's entertaining yeah it's fun it's just you know it's good it's good reality tv yeah. it's not horrible it's not nasty yeah similar format to the bake-off is it like somebody goes Pretty home much, every week yeah it's, it's exactly the same as all those shows the the bake-off the sewing bee yeah um ex- exactly are the they same. teams that well they're just one person it's couples, couples so yeah okay. t- teams yeah various uh combinations it's there are they're either american or british so it seems to be a bit of a uh, co-production which makes sense oh, okay. given given that they're netflix's biggest markets i guess yeah um is Vic reeves the host have i dreamt that yeah no he is so like, that would be my criticism oh. is that a couple of times no not him oh. in, in, in fact that they don't make enough of the hosts right so it's Vic Reeves and then the lady, and I'm really sorry, I can't remember her name, 
but she is she plays the female vampire in what we what they do in the shadows the tv series i know you mean yeah uh and neither of them are in it enough right so they they don't have chance to really do any snappy banter or fun jokes oh that's a shame because um, vic reeves is vastly underutilized on tv they maybe the episodes could do with a bit more time to breathe because they're only like half an hour right. so it does feel quite squished that's how i times. always thought that about the uh glass plane one blown away i always thought that yeah. the, the episodes were so quick nobody really had any time to shine in them but some of these things that they create are pretty impressive i must say i might have to give it a watch yeah yeah but it is quick easy entertaining watch yeah yeah cool I'll, I'll check that out i'll add it to my list um, I watched an episode, you remember last week in the charts there was a programme called History 101? Yes. I watched an episode of that. Uh, it's it's fun. It's literally fact after fact after fact. Okay. It's just this this voiceover lady just hits you with facts. For tw- They're only 20 minute episodes. What was the subject that you Fast watched? food was the one I watched. So you pretty much got the whole history of the fast food industry, but from like bite size, bite size, bite size pieces. For the 20 minutes, fact, 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 fact. It was amazing. Really good. It was a really good way of doing it. Awesome. What sort of... Are, are they... I can't remember. Are they facts. aimed at a... I think it's... Are they aimed at yeah, a younger audience? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it is aimed at, like, a younger... I wouldn't say kids, but, like, a younger demographic, probably. Okay. I'm trying to remember some of the interesting facts, but I have nothing. <laughs> Don't tease us like that. <laughs> but no, it's good. It's worth watching. Awesome. I'll, I'll check out some of the other ones. I think there's one on the space, on the space, on space. <laughs> um, there's maybe one what, on robots. Out, outer space or like the space between us? The space between us is too far. <laughs> um, also, last week I forgot to mention, and I probably should have mentioned, that I did the game, I guess, the Kimmy Schmidt, in, uh, what do they call it, interactive comedy show? Oh, the yeah. Choose your own adventure style thing. Yeah, I did that. I've only gone through it once because you can go through it more than once, obviously. Sure. I wasn't blown how away was it? by it. Oh, really? That's yeah. So I really loved. You know how much I love Kimmy Schmidt. God, I talked about it on this show probably ten weeks in a row. I'd blasted through the whole season in two months, or the whole show in two months. Maybe I'd built it up too much in my head. The it didn't feel like I was affecting what was going on on the screen. Right. Okay. Does that makes sense. Because I was, I was, yeah. I was choosing an op- and I might have been. It just, maybe it was that well made that I didn't feel like I was and it was just flowing. But every time you choose something, if you choose the wrong thing, you end up having to go back and choose the other thing anyway. Oh, so it just points you where you it, where it goes Pretty anyway. much, yeah. You get an option and then it was like, oh, no, you can't have that option. And then she'll right. like die or somebody will die or the, the it'll, you'll get a bad ending and you'll have to go. But it happened in Bandersnatch as well. Do you remember Bandersnatch? Yeah. Yep. It happened in that. So... Maybe it's the same. The funniest bits of the show are those bits where they're telling you you've done it wrong. Okay, because they're just talking to you and giving you a load of shit. Yeah, basically. There's a bit right near the end where you get four options and you can every one you choose is wrong except for the one that you know Kimmy would choose. Does that make sense? So, so you've, got, you've got to put yourself in, in her, her head. Shoes, sort of. yeah. And okay. I went through all four of them before I, before I picked the right one. And it... When you choose the wrong thing, it, she completely goes out of character, and it's it's really I can't really explain it without giving spoilers away, but it's it it felt really jarring. <laughs> it was really weird, and it wasn't so. Ha- it isn't that go funny. On, sorry. Right, okay, yeah. That's, Titus that's is a- not in it anywhere near enough as he should be. It's criminal how underused he is. Um, you think? 
But then Having I might have chosen have... the wrong path to have his scenes in. Uh, maybe. Because there's a couple of characters who were, who were credited in it that I didn't see once. Right. So it's possible that there's a whole new route somewhere that I haven't seen. So but you don't feel like you need to go back and I, yeah, try it I again? Yeah, I don't. And I don't know how I'd get there because I felt like every time I chose something, something it pushed me back anyway. Tricky. Hmm. So I don't know. What about the what about the actual content as far as it was for the story? Did it actually add anything to the previous series, or did it feel tacked on as a whole? It definitely felt tacked on, but it 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 fits into the show. But it's right. a story that didn't really need telling. The pre- the premise is that she finds out that you know the Reverend. She yeah. finds out that he's got another bunker somewhere, but as he's now been in prison for so long, these women have been abandoned in this bunker. And so the premise of the show is to her to try and find out where it is and get to it and rescue these women that are still trapped underground. Right. Okay. That's the premise. Got you. But yeah, it's all right. It's not, it's not brilliant. I was a big fan of the show and I didn't love it. So if you're not yeah, a big same, fan same. of the show, I'd, you're probably not going to I'm sure it. we'll go and do it at some point because I, I, you know, I really like that show uh, and, I, and I feel like I want to give it a go. Yeah. But that is, no, you that definitely should give it a go. Don't let me put you off. Yeah. But, Dampened my enthusiasm somewhat. <laughs> I felt like I knew I was coming towards an end as well. And right. you obviously shouldn't feel like that when you're watching the Choose Your Own Adventure thing. Yeah. There's a cameo from Johnny Knoxville in it, which is a bit weird. Okay, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's about it. That's all I've been watching. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like we've not given much away in this intro, but we have done nearly 20 minutes. So <laughs> we just waffle on these days, don't we? Remember the second episode we ever did was only 26 minutes long. This week, yeah, I don't know how that happened. We've not even started talking about the film yet. Well, we can't quite start talking about it yet. Oh, right, okay. We've got something else to uh, tell me. Yeah, I've got a game. Oh, another one? Two weeks in a row? Yeah. Oh, you're spoiling me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, they're unpredictable as to when they may appear. So, yeah, you never know. Two weeks in a row, here we go. Excellent. What's the game? So, so the game is entitled They Might Be Giants. <laughs> okay. And it's an... Uh, a spin on the old-fashioned higher or lower, uh, literally. So okay. we're going to talk about some Hollywood superstars, and I want to know, are they taller or shorter oh, than okay. the previous one? Interesting. I like that idea. So are you ready to play? Yes, very much so. Great. So I will start you off with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. He is six foot one, so that's your benchmark. That's your benchmark. Okay. Um, so from there, we go to Chris Hemsworth. Is he taller or shorter than six foot one? Hmm. I feel like he should be taller. So I would have thought Schwarzenegger was taller than that. That's prone me completely. Hemsworth, I think, is taller. You're correct. Yes. He's six foot two. Excellent. You're on the, you're on the trail. <laughs> Good. So after Chris Hemsworth comes a fellow Avenger. Chris Evans. Hmm. Now I must have seen those on screen together at some point. I don't think he's taller than six foot two. Shorter. Correct. Six foot. Excellent. Good start. Thanks. So after Chris Evans, we have got Gwendolyn Christie. I don't know who that is. So she is Brienne in Game of oh, Thrones. Okay. And she is uh she's in the new Star Wars films. How tall was Evans? Six foot. Yeah, she's taller than that. Six foot two, correct. Wow. 
This is going well for you. So it let's is see going if you, well. Let's see if you can get all the way through these names. So <laughs> after Gwendolyn Christie, who who is six foot two, we've got we're going back to the Avengers. We've got Karen Gillan. Uh, she was in Doctor Who as well, wasn't she? She was correct. I she plays uh, Nebula in the Avengers. Mm, six foot two? No way. Yeah. No, shorter. Correct. Five foot nine. How many's left? You're halfway through. Oh. He's starting to feel stressed. Yeah, a little um, bit. <laughs> so after Karen Gillan at five foot nine, we are going to a bottom of the stream favourite, Robbie Amell. Ooh, taller than five foot nine. Yeah, he's taller than that. He is. Well done. <laughs> five foot eleven. How, how, who knew I was an expert on actors' heights? <laughs> uh, okay, so from Robbie Amell at five foot eleven, we go to a bottom of the stream favourite, <laughs> Noel Clark. Favourite. I knew you were going to put Noel Clark in there then. <laughs> how how tall's Amel? 5'11". Uh, Noel Clark's also been in Doctor Who. Um, shorter. Correct. Oh, I'm five, five foot seven. Really? Yeah. Tiny little man. Um, <laughs> from Noel Clark, we go to someone every much as equal in his acting career, Brad Pitt. Oh, uh, Brad Pitt, five foot seven. Yeah, mm, I would think he's taller than that. Taller. Correct, five foot nine. What is going on? How many's left? Two. Oh, I'm scared. From from Brad Pitt, <laughs> we go to Christina Ricci. Oh, she the one that's in Panic Room. I don't think so. She <laughs> she was in the Adams Family as a as a younger girl. Um, she played Wednesday Adams. I don't know. I haven't seen her recently. She's been in loads of stuff. I just can't think of any at the top of my head. How tall was Pitt? Five foot nine. Shorter. Correct. Yes. That was a five, guess. Five foot. Five foot? Yeah. Wow. Okay. For the win. For the win. To get them all. How many was there? Ten. To so run, the gaunt- so run, the, run the gauntlet, Christina Ricci is five foot tall. Yeah. How tall? Taller or shorter? Danny DeVito. <laughs> you were going to put DeVito in there. Five foot. Now, Danny DeVito is famously very small. But is he smaller than five foot? I think he might be. Yeah, shorter. Danny DeVito is four foot eight. <laughs> yes! How did I do that? Well done. That That's mind boggling. I've just got ten in a row, right? What do I win? Um, Just pride. <laughs> Just, I've got plenty of that. You know, I can't believe I've just done that. I've never got five in your games before. I've just got ten in that one. You, you can sleep sweetly. I will sleep sweetly tonight. Yeah, that she, doesn't count as your uh, no, it clean, clean sweep in the other format. But I'm taking but it. I'm taking it as is, a win. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> I'm proud oh, of you. That's made my day. Thanks for that. I enjoyed that game. Well done. Shall we move on and talk about the film? Let's do it. Okay, this week we watched a film called I Kill Giants. It is from 2017. It is a 12A, runs at 1 hour and 46 minutes long. It's currently rated at 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Stars, who does it star? Stars, Madison Wolf, which is one of the greatest names I've ever heard. What was that? That was my phone, sorry. Breaking news, Madison Wolf's in I Kill Giants. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She plays a lady called Barbara. 
she's not like super famous, but she has been in quite a lot of stuff. Um, she was in Trumbo. Did you ever see Trumbo? No, I never saw it. That's Brian Cranston, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I've never seen it either. Um, but she's in that. She was in seven episodes of Zoo. I don't think I ever watched that either. Is it a sequel to Dumbo? <laughs> what, Trumbo? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Jumbo's the third one in the trilogy, I think. Uh, she's also in The Conjuring 2. That's probably her most famous thing she's in. Also stars Zoe Saldana as Mrs. Moila? Malloy, I hope Malloy, I, I just, was it? I think so. I've written it down, but I couldn't remember what it was. Zoe Saldana's like stupid famous. She's been in loads of stuff. She plays Gamora in the Marvel Universe. So she's like in all the Guardians of the Galaxy films. All the she Avengers was in Avatar. Films. She was in Avatar. She's the only person to have been in both of the highest grossing films of all time. She's in Great Avatar fact. and in Avengers Endgame, which is impressive when you think about it. Um, she's also got a credit in Avatar 2, 3, 4 and 5 on her IMDb, <laughs> which will they ever come? Who knows? I mean, what's the appetite there for them now? Because do you, I don't really see or sense that people hold Avatar in particularly high regard. No, nor me. At, at the time it came out because it, it really went for the 3D thing. Yeah. Um, I don't I mind don't Avatar. I, I, I don't know if there's that appetite. Not for... You know, rolling out four films. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't we'll mind it, but then I, it was a really good experience for me because the first time I saw it was in an IMAX in 3D. Yeah, same. And that's same. the way it should be watched. Yeah. That's why it doesn't get the praise that it should get now because you don't get that experience. It's an experience film, isn't it? Yeah, sure. That's what, I think that's why it's not as highly regarded as it should be. Also stars a lady called Imogen Poots. She plays Karen, who is Barbara's sister. Um, she was in 28 Weeks Later, which was the sequel to 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. And she's also in Green Room, which is directed by Jeremy Solnier, who has appeared on this stream table quite a lot. Uh, directed by Anders Walter, who is a Danish director, and this is his first feature film. But the writer, have you? Have, do you know who the writer of this film is? Um, I know, I, I know, I don't know if it's the same person you're referring to, because I think there may have been a couple of writers. I know this is based on a comic book, and yeah. he helped write the screenplay. Yes. That's correct. The the writer who's credited is called Joe Kelly. Okay. Um, he is credited in this as Joe Kelly, but in everything else he's ever done, he's credited as Man of Action. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Which is because okay. he, he works in a group of collaborative comic book writers who call themselves Man of Action, so you never know which one's actually written it. Oh, interesting. They are responsible for creating Ben 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is a $3 billion industry now. Yeah, that is huge. They've also worked on... They also created the characters for Big Hero 6. Oh, wow. And a lot, a lot of Marvel cartoons and comic books. An awful lot. Like the Spider-Man cartoons, the Avengers M- Assemble cartoons from a few years ago. Avengers Assemble, not Avengers Assemble. <laughs> um, Ultimate Spider-Man TV show. All of the Ben 10 shows he's got a credit for. He's basically written a lot of comic book cartoons. <laughs> Wow. And comic books. But you don't know which one of the four people did, did it. They they credit themselves as a team, not as a person. And they all just take a take a slice. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty yes, cool. I thought it was really interesting. And the first thing that he's credited for on his own is I Kill Giants. Okay. Which is this I, film that we're about to talk about. Maybe a more personal project then. Yeah, I think so. It is based on a comic book, graphic novel. Okay. So where do we start with I Kill Giants, Nick? 
Uh, we're in a forest. We are a lovely little forest. Yeah. Um, it's as most of this film is, sort of grey and looks like it's either just rained or it's just about to rain. Yeah, it does. It's very um, autumnal, I guess. Yeah. Dr- dr- dismal and dreary, isn't it? The sure, setting. sure. And we're following a girl in the forest. Yeah. Uh, and and she's scraping bits off the top of mushrooms. So yeah. like it's kind of like mould almost. Um, that is a mushroom. And <laughs> yeah, mould on a mould. And she's making a potion. Yeah, that's exactly what she's doing. She's making like a jar of potion, isn't she? She adds in like a, she's got, it's like a big red bottle of gunk, slimy yep. gunk, isn't it? And she adds in a gummy bear or jelly baby or something like that. Yeah. And then she starts pouring it on trees and like leaves and stuff in the area. Yeah, she's, she's leaving a, a path behind her yes. almost. Yeah. And then suddenly this, she kind of walks away from this tree and this big hand comes and wipes it off the tree. Yeah. And we cut straight to the title card from there. So that's an interesting start. It's like a wooden... Yeah, it's like... um, Groot. Yeah, Groot or the the, the trees from Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Yeah. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, But you don't see... You just really see its hand at this point, don't you? Yeah. Um, Cut from the title card, we see a nice house that is set on the... Right on the sea front. Like top of a cliff kind of house. You know, this kind. Yes, Um, last last house uh, before... (laughs) Before the sea, yeah, <laughs> sounds like a name of a film. <laughs> I think it had a um, it, it, I was getting all sorts of vibes of like sort of Beetlejuicey type house, yeah. lock and key type thing. You know, I, I thought at this very early stage we were almost having a bit of a haunted house type vibe to it. Yeah, did let's before we start, did you get what you thought you were getting out of this film? Is this the film that you thought it was going to be? Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. We both yeah, had completely it's, different it's, ideas of what it was going to be. Really much <laughs> was yeah. It was. It was what I expected in terms of what are you talking in terms of like what the story is yeah, and yeah, yeah, the yeah. themes and yeah, yeah. Okay. We had completely. Which we haven't mentioned as well. This film because was, I I will talk about this in a minute. I think I'd got two films mixed up. All right. Okay. The other film I thought about. This was very similar to. <laughs> right. Okay. Got you. <laughs> so so. I kind of might have done it by accident, but yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll reference that as we go along. <laughs> um, we should point out as well, I don't think we've mentioned it yet, that this film was Jordan's wildcard pick from last week. It was, yes, good point. So uh, Jordan Shenton from the Grief Burrito podcast, um, he picked this film for us to watch, so thanks for that, Jordan. Has um, he left us any uh, reasons or comments as to why he chose us? He has, yeah, but I'll have to try. I'll find it at the end. Okay, cool. I'll have to scooch back through a lot of messages that we exchange. No problems. Um Cut from the house, we go inside the house, and there's five people in there. There's three lads playing on a PS4, some sort of shooty game that's really loud and cranked up. Barbara's sitting at the dinner table waiting for a dinner, and Karen is cooking the dinner. Yeah. So one of the lads is the brother, and then two sisters. Yeah, brother's Dave. Dave. Uh, <laughs> Dave, Barbara, and Karen are the three yeah. kids, and they're not adults. <laughs> I just find them a really strange name for children. Karen's know. an adult. Karen's like early She's, 20s, would you say? No, I would have thought late teens. Oh, okay. Could go either way. Dave's probably, what, 15? Yeah. And Barbara's... The youngest. 13, 12, 14? 12, 13, 12, yes. Yeah. Barbara wants the lads to come and join her playing 
Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. But they're not up for that. They're too busy playing their PS4. So she just comes in and turns the game off. And he, Dave really kicks off. And he kicks off so much that when Karen puts the dinner down, Dave just smashes his fist into it. No, he takes uh, he takes Barbara's die. Oh, is that what he did? Yeah, yeah. And, and he, he, he smashes them in the, in the pasta or whatever. Whatever he did, he wrecked the dinner completely yeah. and stormed off. Well, you don't want brother hands in your dinner, do you? No. I don't want anybody's hands in my dinner. No. To be fair, food doesn't last long enough around me to get anybody's <laughs> hands in it. Just after that, you see Barbara kind of looking out to sea, and she sees something in the sea that we see very briefly. Yeah, there's almost like a a, a flat patch in the sea. Yeah, that's like, the best way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It's like there's something just under the water. Yeah. Um, when she goes back into the house after that, she hears Dave and Karen talking about her, and basically just saying that she's he needs to be nicer to her and kind of understand more dave's a shithead that it doesn't appear much in there i don't think he's in it again now well but... yeah i have a point about that later as well <laughs> just disappeared but yeah he didn't come across well in his in his very early scenes in the next scene we see barbara climbing up a telegraph pole and at the top of the telegraph pole she's got more of this like potion in a bigger bottle like hanging there yeah she's she's added sort of leftover food to it as well I yeah think she put some of the, the scraps from dinner a lot yeah. before uh, and yeah, she just uh, shimmers up her telegraph pole. Yeah, it's, it's strange. At this point, you're like, what on earth is going on here? Um, then it gets even weirder because she's at like a abandoned train yard, Yeah, I guess. And she's painting symbols on the side of a train with uh, paint, <laughs> obviously. Um, and then she heads to the beach and she's got this like cable on the beach or like rope on the beach. Yeah. And this is where we meet Sophia. Who becomes Barbara's friend in this? There's, she's got like a den, hasn't she? In an yeah, upturned like fishing boat. Yeah. Um, so she's got all these little sort of hidey holes around the town and yeah. the surrounding area. Yeah. Um, this is where we meet Sophia, who's an English girl who has just moved to the area and is trying to make friends. She's from Leeds. She's from <laughs> Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Um, <laughs> they don't, it, things don't start off perfectly with them because Barbara just leaves her in the end. She just storms off, don't she? Yeah. After that, Karen is kind of crying whilst talking to a man on the phone about a job that she's about to lose by the sounds of it. Yeah, so she's sort of pleading for another chance, isn't she? Because she's sort of explaining to her boss or employer that she's looking after these two kids. Yeah. Um, and she's she's trying to do that whilst keep this job going as well. Yeah. So obviously, uh, you know, there's very much a broken family. Yeah, we don't we, know why. We don't but, know where but, the parents are at this point, either of them. No. Um. We just know that Karen is being the older one, trying to raise the two younger ones. Sure, sure. Barbara and Sophia meet up again just after this, and Barbara tells her... They're waiting for a bus, aren't they? Yeah, they're going to school. School bus, yeah. And there's some birds flying around in the sky, and Barbara talks about it being a bad omen, and and she says, my life's about to get get complicated again. So something's something's kicking off in Barbara's world, and this is what we're going to find out about, we think. Um, when she gets to school, she's being even weirder because she's walking around the school counting. There's little things all around the school that she's counted, isn't it? Like symbols so she, are painted on things. And She's left either, yeah, either she's painted a symbol on something. So, for example, the side of the locker or, or the skirting board. Yeah. Um, or, or there's a little trinket that yeah. she's sort of deposited. And she's um, almost like taking a register to make sure they're all still there. 
yeah, and she's she's walking a specific route through the school and counting that all these charms and symbols are still in place. Yeah. And, and then this is where we meet Zoe Saldana's character and she kind of spots her doing this. Yeah. And she kind of follows her around the school a little bit, don't she, to see what she's doing. And eventually Barbara heads off into the toilets and that's where the teacher kind of loses her because when the, she comes out of the toilets, she just barges past her as if she wasn't there. Yeah. Lunchtime next and this is where we meet some... Bully girls? Yeah. We've talked about girls who are bullies before, and now they always hang around in threes. Yep. And The rule of three. The rule of three when it comes to movie bullies, especially in girls. They are. They're hanging around in threes. And these, these aren't like um, your stereotypical uh, pretty, pretty no. girl, mean girl bullies. No. So in, in this movie, the emos are the bullies. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost trying to say, look, Barbara's that far down the chain that she's getting bullied by people who would normally be bullies. <laughs> would normally be bullied. I hadn't, I hadn't, um, I hadn't quite put that together, but yeah, uh, maybe it is saying that. I that's, think that's, that's what it's. I think that's what you're supposed to think that Barbara's that unpopular because she's weird. There's no getting yeah. around the fact that she's weird, and that's and the main the main one's called Taylor, isn't she? Yes. And she basically starts on her in the school cafeteria, um, but Barbara gets called away to the counsellor's office, who is the, Zoe Saldana's character. What was her name? Mrs. Malloy? Uh, Malay, I Malay. think. Um, their first meeting doesn't go particularly well either, does it? No, she... Uh, Barbara's just a closed book, isn't she? She's not interested. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a very quick scene just to sort of illustrate that, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Um, straight from there, we're back and Taylor's waiting for her by some lockers. And... They kind of set upon her again, don't they? And yeah. There's a really good line where she says, I will do things to you that will make God cry. Yeah. I really like that. So Barbara says that to Taylor. She's not intimidated by this girl. It's no, almost she's, like she's got no she, time for it. Yeah. She's she doesn't want to be bullied. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't bother her the fact that she's being bullied. She's just, her life has, has no consequences to her life. She's like, I've got better things to do. I've got a town to protect. Um, but Sophia turns up with the principal. And he instantly just suspends Taylor for a week. Yeah. He <laughs> doesn't do anything. He doesn't even take her into his office. He's like, get out of my school for a week. It was a long corridor, to be fair. So he would have had a view of her <laughs> sort of uh, seizing Barbara by the collar and and putting her up against the locker. Yeah. And just after that, Barbara and Sophia are left on their own. And Barbara says to Sophia, uh, bullies crumble when you stand up to them, just like giants. And that's the first time that Sophia, Barbara's mentioned giants to Sophia. Yeah, it's not the last. It's definitely not the last. And she, so Sophia's kind of a bit taken aback by it. And so Barbara decides she needs to teach Sophia about giants. And we get a bit of an animated part of the film. Yeah, so they go um, they go back to the beach, go to this little den in the boat. Yeah. And yeah, we get a um, retelling of the history of giants, yeah, basically, basically. As per the, the mythology of this movie. Yeah. And it's really, really nice animation style. It's like vivid colours and blacks. And it, it look, I thought it looked really nice. So looked, I liked it. Yeah, the shadowy animation. I, uh, might even be my favourite sequence in this movie, actually. Yeah, I'd probably um, say it was. I could have done with more of it. So yeah. it, never, it never happened again. So because of that, it feels a little bit out of place. So I think uh, the, the mythology is basically that uh, the sky uh, went to the bone zone with the earth. Yeah. And... <laughs> giants were created yeah basically and she lists all the different types of giants that you get so there's like frost giants swamp giants mountain giants but then there's harbingers 
who just stand and watch giants. Yeah, so they're a bit like, they kind of look like the Death Eaters from Harry Potter, basically. They turn up if there's a giant around. Yeah, just. And they kind of warn. Yeah, they warn and watch, is what she says, I think. They're just like, they just want to see what's going to happen. And then finally, there's Titans, which are the worst kind of giants, but nobody's seen them for millennia, I think she says, for a long time. Yeah. And Sophia's kind of asking questions and Barbara just says, look, people write them off as like tornadoes or earthquakes or natural disasters, but nobody else sees these giants, but that's what's causing all of this. And she finishes off the scene by saying, I find giants, I hunt giants, I kill giants. And I was like, oh, she said the name of the film there. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, it was really, really pushed in. subtle. It? it really was. It? it was a nice because line. It... I find giants, I hunt giants, I kill giants. Yeah, but if it was as a line of di- it wasn't a bad line of dialogue, and it wasn't out of character, but it was, it was, so heavy handed, in the way it was directed. <laughs> yeah, because you got like the tight zoom in on her face just before she said it. You know the the sort of swelling of the music. It it just if it had just been a low key line of dialogue, it worked, and it, I, I just thought it really stuck out. It did. So I'm glad it, you mentioned it. It really felt like the last scene of a trailer. Yeah, you know what I mean when you get like I don't, I've not seen the trailer for this because we've stopped putting the trailers in the show. I've stopped watching the trailers, um, but I imagine that that scene is the last scene, and then it cuts to the title. Sure. And if it doesn't, it should. Um, she also mentions that she's got a weapon, and one strike of this weapon will kill even the tallest of giants. Yeah, she's got a uh, a giant killing hammer, basically, yeah. in a satchel. Yeah. She sees something in the sea once more, and then runs off and tells Sophia to clear off as well. And she goes out into the woods and she sets a trap. She's got like yeah. a bit of rope tied between two trees, hasn't she? Yeah. And she's got her like, I guess it's not potion. I guess it's like a bait. Yes. They seem to really like it, whatever she, whatever it is she's making. And for the first time we see a giant like full on. And it does. It looks like a great big tree monster. And it kind of follows her. And she's trying to get it to trip over this tripwire that she's made, isn't she? Yeah, she's trying to trying to lure it towards this trap. Yeah, so she um, she kind of legs but it's it. Not having it. No, she kind of legs it on her bike. She ends up falling off her bike into a puddle, and she kind of sits there waiting for this giant to follow it, but it doesn't. It just kind of turns and walks away. So I think it knew what was going on. Um, that night, she we should point out as well this uh, she doesn't live upstairs. She lives in the basement of her house. Yeah. Um, and that night, she's down in the basement and she hears somebody like whispering her name. And so she kind of heads up onto the ground floor and she sees some like shadowy branches on the wall. Yeah, they're like, they're like tentacly branch type yes. shadows and, and they're sort of descending down the stairs, yeah, coming aren't from they? upstairs to the downstairs. And she she runs off and just like, no, I'm not having that. <laughs> and the next day she gets called back to the school counsellor. She basically, the counsellor, who is Zoe Saldana's character, Knows that there's something wrong with Barbara. She's new. She's, she's, it's not like they've grown up together. No, she's she's, she's uh, new to newly appointed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Barbara eventually tells that she ends up. She tells that she protects this town, and she does it for at least once a month. It's basically there to try and build up this relationship between the two of them because they're kind of warming to each other. Yeah. It was very frosty in the first meeting, wasn't it? But it's not so bad now. Then they head to the PE class, which I thought this bit was really funny, I thought. Yeah, we have a bit of a montage, don't we, yeah. first, of, of um, Barbara and Sophia being friends. 
<laughs> Basically, we don't had many montages lately. No, we haven't. We, not we used so to many. get them all the time, but we've not had many. There's a couple in this. I mean, it, this montage ends with them at their PE class, and she, she doesn't want it's, it's baseball, and she's got a bit of a thing for baseball anyway. She's mentioned yeah. baseball a couple of times, but she really doesn't want to play. So she she says to the teacher, "Is your life worthless or just utterly pointless?" And it really made me chuckle. I like that. And the teacher says, she, she, "So I know she's got a lot going on, and and you know that'll all come to light, but." She's an asshole as well. <laughs> yeah, she she is. She's completely nonplussed by anything other than giants. Yeah, she's like, she's, she, so, you know, that is a deliberate characterization of of this person. But she, I, I I don't mean that as a necessarily as a criticism that she's an asshole. She does not care about people. Not at all. No, all she cares about is killing giants. Relatives. Of friends, she hasn't really got any teachers. It doesn't matter if they're a position of authority in her life. Doesn't matter. She doesn't care. She's got no time for it. She, she's that tunnel visioned about doing this work, uh, setting these traps up, and and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. That's that's even when that's how her brain's working. Yeah. Even when she's being beat up or being attacked by the bullets, she's she's not she's nonplussed by it. Get it over with. I've got to get on to yeah exactly. And the PE teacher sends her off to the principal. When she comes out of the principal's office, she acts. She like she's she carries this like book bag around with her all the time, doesn't she? Yeah. Which she claims holds her weapon, but she can't open it. It can only be opened when there's a when giant present when it's needed. Yeah. Otherwise, shit will go down. And without thinking at this point, she accidentally opens it as if she's about to put something in it, and it starts glowing, and everything goes red, and she kind of falls to the floor trying like apologising over and over again, doesn't she? Yeah. It's almost like she goes into a trance. Yeah, it's basically as an episode, doesn't she? Yeah. And, and like you say, she's sort of saying, I want to take it back, I want to take yeah, it back. Yeah, I didn't mean to open it. I, it. Yeah, I apologise, I apologise. And suddenly she wakes up and everything's back to normal, And but the fire alarm's going off in the school. Yeah. And she she's she's like, I need to leave. She's she's going to leg it from school now. So she, said, she asks Sophia if she wants to come. And she says, are you a coward or a warrior? There's quite a lot of nice... She has a, nice, a lot of dialogue in this film. There's, the dialogue is probably the best bit about it. She, yeah, has, it she fits, has some really nice it fits, lines. It's consistent with the character. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I say, it's just the heavy-handed way in which some of this is directed. I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's clum- clumsy, I would say, if you ask me for a one-word review. <laughs> At times, <laughs> I would either say rainy or clumsy. Yeah, bit of both. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's like it's it's definitely better written than it is directed. Yeah. But then we 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 just we know who the writer is and we know the director's a first time director, so that maybe explains it. Um Sophia eventually decides to go with her. They have a bit of a debate about whether she should or not, but she does in the end. And they run off into the woods and she basically is explaining to Sophia what she's done and she how she's got this bait planted all around the town at high points. So the bit one one was at the top of the telegraph pole there's some on the beach on a like a lifeguard's mound some up a tree somewhere it's all over the town but one of the bait one of the bait traps has been has been eaten it's gone it's not there anymore yeah so she kind of runs off to the next one just because then if she follows where the bait's been eaten she knows where the giant's going but only what literally only one of them's gone so she can't follow it and then she finds a dead deer and that explains why if, she, if it's only taken one bait, then it's obviously eating the deer and forgot about the bait. Yeah. Um, Sophia freaks out at that point. She runs home. 
She's yeah, not... they're basically sitting there poking this deer but, with yeah, a she's, stick. Yeah, she's and, poking a dead deer with a stick. And that freaks Sophia out, so she does one. Yeah, she clears off. And this for the first time, the Harbingers turn up. And Barbara has a bit of a chat with them. And she's like, well, they warn her that giants are coming. And she's like, oh, no, there's definitely a giant here. So she's not she's they... not even terrified of them. But even, even they're having a go at her, though. Yeah, they <laughs> Cause, are. Because this Harbinger is basically like, you ain't shit. You're, yeah, you've not got it. You don't be more scared you, of it. Yeah, you're you're no match even for this. He actually says this is a dim giant. This is yeah. This is like basic basic giant. forest giant. Yeah, and you're no match for it. Yeah, but she's even that. She's not scared of that. No, no, she, she just takes it matter of fact. Yeah, she's like she? fair enough. I'm gonna beat it anyway. Um, she heads back to Sophia's house and they build like a. She calls it a ward of protection at Sophia's house. And she, Sophia has to say a spell as she's doing it, and she pricks some blood out of her finger. And it's basically just a bit of wood in the garden. Yeah. But she's, Barbara convinces that that's going to protect her. Barbara and Karen, then, Karen is the sister, have a bit of a bonding moment over it. Barbara puts on like a puppet show for her. Yeah. She doesn't want to, she doesn't really want to talk to her. So she talks via these puppets, doesn't she? Yeah. And Karen's like, oh, maybe I should spend more time with you. And then she just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> clunky again yeah agreed Barbara's then back with the counsellor the next day at school and they play a bit of a word association game don't they and yeah. every time the counsellor says a word Barbara comes back with something negative until the counsellor says baseball and then Barbara flatly refuses she does, doesn't want to play anymore so there's, there's some sort of baseball trigger in her mind I yeah. guess she so she runs out of the session doesn't she this, yeah she slaps her doesn't she yeah, she she slaps the counselor. Yeah, uh, and then she yeah she runs out of the session. Yeah, um, and she's sort of left behind a drawing of a giant. Yeah. So she's sort of running away, and and you can hear all these voices sort of bouncing around her brain as she's running. Yeah. Uh, and she she runs back to the beach. Yeah. And then there's a noise behind her. So <laughs> Barbara kind of does this like UFC style swinging back fist. Yeah. <laughs> And Sophia was there. Yeah, she knocks poor Sophia to her, onto her ass. Yeah. <laughs> Sends her flying. Karen kind of confronts her after that about punching a teacher or slapping a yeah. teacher. And Karen sort of, quite rightly, is sort of trying to lay down a bit of law, isn't she? Saying, yeah. I do all this for you. You and your brother, shit, Dave. <laughs> you make it, you're making it so difficult for me. You're, you're, you're a weirdo and he just sits there playing on that PS4. Yeah. And... And and Barbara just says, "Yeah, I do. I know I'm weird. I'm not helping you out." They're, they're both just total assholes to her. <laughs> yeah, they are. Dave's not even there. <laughs> Dave's vanished. We don't know where Dave's gone. No, we never meet Dave again. Cut to then we see Sophia. She's kind of checking her eye in the mirror at school because she's been punched. <laughs> and Taylor turns up, who is the bully. Yeah. And she walks in and she's trying to turn Sophia on. On Barbara. Let's try to cut a deal. Yeah. Come and be friends with the emos instead. Yeah. Back to the another counsellor. This is like Barbara's fifth counselling session. Mrs. Mal... What's her name? I can't get Malloy out of my head now. I'm sorry. I think it's Malay. It's M-O-L-L-E. Malay. I'm, I'm not going to remember it. Zoe Saldana. <laughs> she, she, the first thing she says to her in this session is, tell me about giants. And why do giants have to die? And this is the best. This is the best line of dialogue in the film because 
Barbara's answer to that is, a giant destroys everything in its path. A giant is hate. A giant will take everything from you. And I thought that was a really nice line. It really yeah, she, explained what she was thinking. Sure. She, she she says that everything that makes your life good, they will make it so that you can't remember. Yeah. So. They take all the good things away from you, basically. Yeah. And the teacher, the counselor says to her, are you afraid of giants? And she says, no, because I've got Kalvaleski, which is what she calls her weapon that she's got. And basically she says, with Kalvaleski, I can stop any giant. I'm strong enough to stop any giant with this weapon. Sure. And the teacher's just kind of looking at her like she's a crazy person. Yes. Because obviously this, this sounds ludicrous. It doesn't sound normal. <laughs> it sounds like the ramblings of a crazy person. Uh, Barbara, at that point, looks out the window while she's in this counselling session and she sees Sophia leaving with Taylor and the other two. And basically they go out and they wreck one of her dens, don't they? Yeah, they go in there, uh, they start taking the boat apart. Yeah, the boat that she's got, they kind of smash it up. And, and ripping a load of the traps up as well. Yeah. And Barbara, conf- she's again, she's got no fear. She walks straight up to Taylor and she's like, stop it or I will kill you. And I was like, wow. That's like, wow. And she opens this book bag that she's that she's not supposed to open unless she's in danger. And she pulls out Kovaleski, which is the weapon, but it's just a stick with a bone taped to the top of it. Yeah. It's it's not great. No. It's just and she can't understand it. She can't get a head around it. A bit. Yeah. She can't get a head around why it's not what she what it should be. She just doesn't understand it. And she ends up getting the absolute shit kicked out of her. Yeah, she just takes the beating from the emos. Taylor and the other two girls just beat the crap out of her. Um, Shortly after that, she wakes up in her own house and she freaks out completely because Sophia's taken her back home and has put her into the bed upstairs. Yeah, she's in her bedroom. Yeah, and she's like, Sophia, what have you done? We never go upstairs. We just don't. It's just, we just don't go upstairs. She proper freaks out about it, don't she? Yeah, but Sophia isn't in the room. She's out on the landing yeah. looking into the room. And then she Sophia takes a look through uh, another door yeah. and immediately drops the glass of water she's holding and runs away. Yeah, she completely freaks out as well. Um, Barbara goes to the door that Sophia looked through. She slams it shut and she, then she runs down the stairs. So there's definitely something upstairs that she does not want to sit and, to know about. Yeah. And she heads over to the counsellor's house. She confronts the counsellor at her house this time. And uh, one of our Bottom of the Stream alumni turns up. Yeah. Because <laughs> the counsellor, Zoe Saldana's character, is married to Noel Clark. Right. <laughs> How much has he got paid for this? I know. One scene, couple of lines. I think he says three words. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was just in the area. It, it must have been, because it's just a really <laughs> weird little cameo, isn't it? Yeah, really strange. You would imagine he's quite a busy man. He's quite a highly regarded writer and director and sure. actor. So he must always be doing something. So unless he's got some sort of friendship with somebody on the set, I don't know. It was, it's weird. I always find cameos like that weird. Yeah, I, it was odd. It was odd to see him. I must say. <laughs> it really was. So that makes... Do we count that as being... Yeah, I guess he is in the film. That counts as his third time on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, at the end of the conversation, though, Barbara tells him and the counsellor that their baby's going to die. Yeah. And then, but then she says, but it's okay because everyone's going to die. And then she kind of runs off again. And Noel Clark's face was a picture. He's like, what did she say? <laughs> <laughs> she's out. She's out on the beach again, I think. Is she in the beach? Yeah. And she's making a new weapon. And she's like yeah. screaming into the sea, come out and fight me, come out and fight me. 
and Sophia heads off to the counsellor and they she kind of takes the counsellor and takes her back to the house, Barbara's house. Yeah, they go see Karen. Yeah, they confront Karen about, because Barbara's not been going to school for the last few days. Yeah, um, but Karen thinks she has, yeah. so uh, we're trying to trying to fill in the gaps here. Yeah, and Karen's like, she's at the end of a tether, isn't she? She's like, I'm, fall- I'm literally yeah. falling apart. I don't know what to do. I can't she's, handle she's like, this. She's like, you think she's bad. You've not met Dave. <laughs> Nor have we. <laughs> um, Sophia heads down, while they're talking, Sophia heads down to the basement because she knows Barbara's not there, so she kind of wants to see what's going on. And this is where we learn about a bit more about Kovaleski. Because he was a baseball player. He played for the, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, like 100 years ago or a long time ago. Yeah, and there's a picture. There's a picture of her of him and there's a tape recording of her, Barbara and her mum talking about him and how he's a giant killer because did he play for the, Yang- the Phillies. He played for the Phillies and, and he beat- was called up, called up for the minor leagues and uh, he, uh, well, he beat the New York Giants. Yeah, so and the, he was known as the giant killer. So, which, which obviously triggers something in Sophia's mind, and she finds she goes to find Barbara, and she finds it like a, I don't know what it is, like a game workshop. That's this uh, it's a receipt. Yeah, she finds a receipt. Yeah. Um, with the with this yeah this like games workshop type place. Yeah, that's, it's almost like one of these li- one of these shop. shops where you paint figures and yeah, nerds go to them. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara basically says, "I look, I can't beat this giant without Coca." <coughs> Sorry. Barbara says, I can't beat this giant without Kovaleski. And if I don't beat it, everyone's going to die. She's she's really freaking out. She's proper scared. And, Absolutely, yeah. And Sophia says to her, giants are not real. And that's it. She goes completely schizo, don't she? She flips the table. She starts wrecking stuff. She flips the table over. There's, there's like orcs <laughs> everywhere. So... Some Warhammer players are going to yeah. be really pissed off. Um, she kind of runs out the back door to get away from Sophia, and she gets confronted by these uh, two more harbingers, and they're like they like trap her in the alley, don't they? Say harbinger or harbinger. It, I don't know what is it. Har- I don't know. I, I think I'd say harbinger. Harbinger. I don't know if that's right. Harbinger. Yeah, I think that is right. What did I say? Harbinger. Yeah. Yeah, that don't sound right. Now I've said it again. <laughs> harbinger. One of them, anyway. Two of them <laughs> confront her in this like alley, and they tell her that she's got to prove herself. This guy, this this guy who looks like he's out of Harry Potter, he's like, you know, when I told you before, you ain't you weren't shit. Yeah. Now you're even worse because, <laughs> because you're not got the hammer. Yeah. It's like you need to go and prove yourself. Yeah. So she does. She heads over to the train yard that she was in earlier, and but as soon as she gets there, she gets attacked. By this giant, doesn't she? And it's she's kind of running through the train, or the train that's parked there, and this giant's attacking it, and like yeah. smashing the car- carriages as she runs through them. She's on the roof of the train at one point, but the symbols that she painted earlier, she covered in like glitter. Yes, and she shines a light on them, and they all light up, and the giant kind of freaks out and stops. Which... Yeah, and he's like entranced by these symbols. Yeah, and then she manages to electrocute it. With these electrical yep. cables, and then and then the whole train yard goes on fire. Yeah, just as Sophia turns up, so it looks to Sophia like Barbara's just gone and arsoned to this train yard. Um, but she's like, "No, I've saved everybody. The whole, I've saved the whole town again." <laughs> she just can't. She can't seem to catch a break. She can't seem to get it through into anybody's mind. She goes back to school, and she's kind of 
took an attack, made an attack on Taylor. She's kind of hung a skeleton in her locker, hasn't she? Yeah, she put, she basically created an effigy. Yeah, and, and put it in a locker. Yeah, uh, we didn't really see the details of like why, <laughs> but yeah, and what what was on it to sort of. Um, it was basically dressed as her. She's a very out. very skinny girl, isn't she? This Taylor. She's, yeah, she's like took the skeleton out of biology lab, hasn't she? she dressed it up. And, yeah, yeah. It's a dig, basically, at how skinny she is. I think she might be a bit. Um, why have I not got any words? <laughs> paranoid I guess paranoid about her weight okay yeah <laughs> I'm going to cut that whole thing out <laughs> and suddenly it starts raining there's a whole no big... you won't no I won't no you're right <laughs> there's a whole storm outside and Barbara's still missing so the counsellor goes out looking for her and she, cause she finds her eventually there's a bit of a montage of her looking for her well yes and we do get uh, as she's driving around the good old news report saying yep. that uh, the storm has dropped suddenly. It is rapidly approaching. Um, it wasn't on any radars, and basically everyone get inside. Yeah, it's coming. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, the councillor finds her eventually, and she says, and Barbara says, "Look, there's another giant com- coming. Um, if if I don't fix Kavaleski, I can't kill it, and this whole town will die." Malay kind of grabs her, and she's like, "Your mother wants to see you," and we're like, "What?" because <laughs> the mother's not been mentioned once at all in this whole film yeah. and she says to her look your mum is really sick and that's the reality and you have to face reality you can't live in this dream world anymore so Taylor's out again smashing more shit up yeah she's uh, destroying the boat then again yeah because of what uh, Barbara's done Sophia tells her about her mum and she says I don't really care and Barbara finds Sophia like just after all this Barbara finds Sophia on the beach and she, she's quite injured so it looks like Taylor's attacked her or something. And just as that happens, the sea's kind of really kicking off now in this storm, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And she says to Sophia, look, if you can't run, then you need to go and hide. Yeah. So she does. She goes and hides under the boat that Barbara used to use as a den before it got smashed up. And suddenly this fucking huge titan rises up from the ocean. Yeah. It's huge. It must be what? 200 foot? It's mega. Massive thing. And poor, poor little Barbara's standing on the beach looking up at it. Um, but suddenly her bag lights up. Kovales- the bag- Kovaleski bag lights up. And she opens it up and she pulls it out. And it's this massive battle axe, I guess. Yeah, it's like this like steampunk Huge. hammer slash It would axe. never fit in that bag. It was like no. magic. And it was all like, lit up as well, wasn't it? It was yeah, it's pretty like amazing we're, scene. Whirring, and it's got this like energy source in the middle. Yeah, um, and she's yeah, sort of bearing it above her head. And I would have liked to have seen more of this because this fight goes is over really quickly. Well, um, they already said one swing from this and it's all over. Yeah. so they kind of <laughs> wrote themselves into a corner. They really did because she she screams at it, "You can't have my mother!" And she swings this axe at it, and it goes down like straight away it hits the deck and the titan kind of grabs her and he's got her in his hand hasn't he yeah and he says i didn't come for your mother i came for you and this is what makes barbara realize that she can't save her mum. exactly yeah so she whacks this titan again with his battle axe and he kind of falls over into the sea but he's still holding her they both end up sinking both end up sinking into the ocean and you hear its voice and it says as he's like sinking under the water all things that live die. This is why you must find joy in the time that is yours and not fear the end. 
which yeah. is a really nice to only have one line if it was a really nice line <laughs> um, so you should embrace your life it's a wise old giant it is yeah um she that kind of triggers her to it brings a survival instinct in i guess and she kind of starts swimming to the top uh just as sophia's screaming her name out into the sea because she's come out of her hiding spot and the, the titan's last line is you are stronger than you think cut back there's another bit of a news report and it's talking about how the the storm completely dumbfounded all the scientists yeah left as quickly as it, it arrived yeah it just appeared and then disappeared straight away and Barbara and Sophia, we're coming towards the end of the film now, and Barbara and Sophia are standing at the bottom of the stairs, kind of looking up, holding hands, aren't they? Yes. And Barbara heads upstairs on her own, and she's really tentative about it. You can tell she's really scared of it. And she heads into this room that we saw earlier, and lying on the bed is her mum, who does not look well. No, she's hooked up to all sorts of machinery, yeah, machinery and, and things, drips. Yeah. And Barbara goes in, eventually they end up lying on the bed and they both have a little bit of a cry. And Barbara says, I'm sorry, I was scared to see you. And it kind of fades out from there over a shot of the ocean. And then there's like, a, it's almost like an epilogue, isn't it, after that? Yeah, it is. And it's the first day back at school after summer. And Barbara's all happy. She's like, well, not happy, but not as weird as she was. She kind of got her life back together, I guess. And the task is to tell the class what you did over the summer. And Barbara stands up. She says, I had a really boring holiday. I just kind of hung out. And then Sophia jumps to her feet and says, but she also killed a titan with her bare hands. Yeah. And the whole class laugh. But then Mrs. Malay comes in and takes her out and says, it's time. And yeah, she says, Karen's coming to get you. It's, it's, time. it's time. We need to go. Yeah. And cut from there to a funeral. The, the mother's obviously died. She, at the end of the funeral procession, she leaves the Kovaleski bag on the coffin. Can I, can I stop you there? Yeah. Did you notice who wasn't at the funeral? Dave. I did notice. What? I, <laughs> that's how much of a shithead son he was. Didn't even go to the funeral. Well, what happened to him? Did he get? He must have got fired after he filmed his one scene. That's <laughs> really, it's really strange. I mean, even at the end, it focuses on like the two chairs in front of the yeah, coffin, the family that, group that Karen and um, and Barbara have just vacated. Yeah. I swear to you, I had a good look. Dave isn't no, in the scene wasn't. at all. No, he definitely I've written it. I've written it as well. He definitely wasn't. I don't know what happened to him. It's really weird to write in a character and then forget that you've written him into it. Yeah. Because you didn't, you didn't need him. No. You completely didn't. He's only in one scene. Cut that scene out. And we, we've never known he even existed. It's really what strange. Dave. Yeah, it's really strange. That night, Barbara heads off into her mother's bedroom and she looks out of the window, which looks over the sea, and the Titan is back and it's standing in the ocean. She just kind of looks at it and says, I'm all right. Um, I am stronger than I thought. And it turns and walks away. And yeah. Barbara gets into her mum's bed and your film ends. What, what did you think? I didn't really connect with this. I agree. I didn't hate it. No. I, I, I'm not sure why I didn't. Because I, I quite like the theme. You know, it's, it's a good... The special effects are good. Yeah. I find it difficult to put my finger on what didn't work for me, but it it really didn't work for me. I d- I didn't I didn't connect with it at all. I didn't I didn't connect with the emotional beats. I didn't really connect with the characters. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure why. No, I know what you mean. It, it's like it, it didn't do it for me. The dialogue was really good, and it was it was really well written. But like, I don't think it was that well made. And probably not that well cast. 
I don't know. There was something, like you say, there's something about it that just doesn't work. And it's a real shame because it's a good idea. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know if it was just me and it, was, it just hadn't, you know, for whatever reason, because sometimes that just happens. I just yeah. hadn't, it just hadn't resonated with me. But um, no, I, I I find it quite forgettable and it, and it just didn't, like I say, it's, it's a heavy subject matter, a worthy subject matter. And I, I find it, yeah, quite, quite forgettable, really. Yeah. I agree. Uh, my biggest problem, you know, my biggest problem with this, I've seen it done better. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you're going to refer to the same thing. I, I am. I think I am. When this came out, I thought we might be watching a monster calls, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I had in my head before I watched this. I've have you seen a monster calls? Yes, I've also seen a monster calls, and I couldn't get it out of my head watching it because it's virtually exactly the same. The story is very, very, very similar, but that's that's a whole lot better. Yeah, that's one of the most devastatingly sad films I've ever seen. Yeah, it's dealing with that sort of same, same theme of, of childhood grief. Um, and I I don't know if that was it. Maybe that was there subconsciously. It definitely um, was for me. A hundred. When this came out, I thought, oh, it's going to be a monster calls, and it was. And I didn't know that. And yeah, it, it's. Yeah, it didn't work. It's, I, a monster call I, is this film. It's the exact same film, but done a lot better. Uh, but a monster calls is so sad, like blisteringly yeah. sad. And this film just doesn't quite get there. I didn't think this was sad at all. No, I didn't. Um, and it should I, have been. And I don't know if that's because of the performances or I get what they were trying to do, like making her so disconnected, Barbara, as a character. But there was almost like there was no chink in her whatsoever. Yeah. And then I didn't, because of that, I didn't really care too much about her. Agreed. And then when she came back round at the end, oh, I, I, I was kind of, I'm shrugging my shoulders here. Because, like I say, she was, she was there was no chink there whatsoever. And it it, I di- it wasn't that relatable, I didn't think, yeah. as a character. Agreed. I remember when, um, I, go on. No, I was just going to say, I, I, I'm not sure I liked the way they did the reveal about the mum being ill either. Yeah. I I don't know if this works better for me if you'd have known that all the way along and you've got Which, that sympathy. In A Monster Calls, you do know it. Yeah. And I, I remember when I watched A Monster Calls, I marked it down. Because when I go to the cinema, I always mark everything out of 10. And I marked it down because it was so sad. And I now feel like I'm marking this because it was too sad. And it made me feel, <laughs> it made me feel bad. It, I didn't stop thinking about it for days afterwards. This I'm also now marking this film down because it's not sad enough. Right. So okay, yeah. there needs to be a there's a fine line there somewhere. I don't if I were going to pick out of the two, then you you've got to watch a Monster Calls because it's a really really good film. But it is be prepared for how sad it is. But like you say, that stays with you and that's memorable. This, Completely. I'm I'm not remembering this in a couple of days. <laughs> uh, to be honest. No, I'm with you. Um, a Monster Calls is on Netflix in America, but it isn't on Netflix in the UK. Okay. Uh, I checked earlier because I knew we'd end up talking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if you've not seen it, go and watch that instead of this. Cause it's the same thing. It's exactly the same story. There's, there's even giant, uh, there's even a giant in it. <laughs> but you know, I, I really I did like that animated sequence at the start of this. This this looks pretty. The, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The 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 setting, the forest. You know, it it looks nice. The the special effects are good in this. 
I just, like I say, I think it's clunky at times. No one's performance really stood out. Uh, and it, it just left me, like I say, shrugging my shoulders. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this didn't really do, do anything for me, to be honest. No, I'm with you. Um, and it's a shame because it's potentially a good film there. But it just didn't hit. There's something about it that's not quite there. I'm rapidly, I'm rapidly scrolling through my phone trying to find bloody Jordan's message and I'm really struggling. <laughs> so inconvenient. I know. We talk to them too much. So uh, what does our patron Jordan Shenton think? So Jordan, it's his fault. It's we, his fault we've watched this. As you know, Jordan picked this film. Um, he texts me when he picked the film and he put, here is my summary. This is one of the... Fir- <laughs> I can't read either as well as speak. Um <laughs> This is one of the few films I was excited for and then turned off. It makes me cringe and I can't see myself ever going back. I don't I don't know if I'd have turned it off. I think that's harsh. Yeah. I, Even if we weren't doing the show on it, I think I would have seen it through. He doesn't know yeah, that I ending now. I don't think I'd have turned it off. He doesn't know that ending now. So he just thinks I this is a film so, about a girl who kills giants. So I want to know at what point he turned it off. Yeah, I'd like to know that as well. Let us know, Jordan. Tweet us. There's a whole like really sad ending about this film that you don't know about. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'd like to know at what point he turned it off and what what made him turn it off. That would be uh, that would be good to know. Yeah, uh, we'll follow up. We'll follow up on it next. Obviously, week. he sent me that before I'd watched it, so I didn't want to ask him too many questions about it. Sure, yeah, sure. it'd be good to uh, be good to get some more information from him. We'll talk about it next week. Have you got a trivia question? Yeah, I've got a few. So I've I don't know if two. you want to go first. I've got two as well. Um, I think I've got like four. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'll, I, you went first last week, then, so I'll go to I'll go through this one. But but but. Fucking hell, what is wrong with me? I'll go first this week. Um, Mine's really simple. Um, What is the name of the school? Uh, The school is Birchdale Middle School. (laughs) Damn you. It was. Congratulations. That makes it 5-3 to you. Good. I'm going to start writing it down because we probably should do that. I'll I'll make a note here somewhere. Well done. Okay. Was that one of yours? Uh, I did have that circled because I thought it might come up. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you didn't know my um, other one. Well, I'll well, well let's come back to that in yeah. a sec. Do you want question one or question two? Two. Uh, what is the name of the shop? The Warhammer type shop uh, that Barbara retreats to? Oh, I know this. I do know this. Oh, no. Oh, that's really annoying. It's game something, isn't it? That is in there somewhere, yeah. It's something, um, I don't know it. It's something like Game Warzone or something like that. Not quite, not quite. No? No. Bollocks. What was it? <laughs> it's Ye Olde Gamesmith. Oh no, I never would have got that. <laughs> I knew it had game in so, it. It's on the receipt and yeah, then, I, um, I, the camera focuses on the sign. It's like a quite purpley a blue red yeah. sign above the door. Yeah. I can see it. No, I never would have got ye olde gamesmith. That's <laughs> completely out of character. Give me some of your other. What was the other one I could have had? Um, how many How many trinkets and so, and you know when she's walking around the school counting the trinkets and symbols, how many did she count? 39? I'm so glad you didn't go for that. It's 38. <laughs> oh! You would have kicked yourself. I would have kicked myself. Uh, do you want to know my other one? Yeah. You know when Barbara's talking about the giants and she's telling Sophia about them? She talks yeah. about the very first giant that was called Muir. Right. How tall was it? 22 foot? 20 metres. Oh, 20 metres. 
Okay, there you go. Damn it, I should have asked you that one. That's so annoying. <laughs> so you've gone five three up. Well done. Good. Eleven episodes in, fourteen episodes left. I've got a long time. A long time to catch. Yeah, up. So this means nothing yet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, shall we talk stream table? Yeah, let's do it. Do we to run through them all? Yeah, let's. Uh, we're going to knock something out of the top ten. So the top ten currently, as it stands, is in number ten, Deadly Detention from episode five. Uh, number nine was Thoroughbreds from episode seven. Eight is Holidays from episode nine. Uh, seven is Ark from episode two. Six is Take Me from episode one. Five is Mute from episode eight. Four is Peelers from episode six. Three is First Match from episode four. Number two is Bad Day for the Cut from episode three. And in at number one is last week's episode from episode 10, Fast Colour. Where are we looking on this one? I think I've got an idea. Uh, I'm struggling with this. I, th- I feel like I know where it wants to go. I've, I think we might have to have a bit of a conversation though. So I'll give I'll give you a starter go on. Uh, and see what you think. How about Below Arc? So above Holidays, Below Arc. Yeah. No. <laughs> This is better than Ark. <laughs> we, we, this, this, move, this movie, Ark, is going to just... It's going to get right in the way in this stream table. This. I enjoyed Ark more than I enjoyed this. I definitely enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Ark. <laughs> I would... I'd be... I don't think it's better than Take Me, which is the next one up. So it does go either side of Ark. That is our argument that we need to have, because it isn't better than Take Me, and it isn't as bad as Holidays. So you're right, it do, your arc is your right area, but it's a better film than arc. <laughs> it's that's the it's the battle of the wild cards. It's the battle of the patreons. Yeah. Who's Patreon? Who's your favourite Patreon? <laughs> Who'd you love more? <laughs> Who'd you love more? Oh, it's like picking your favourite kid. I think this is a better film than arc. I'd, I'd really be disappointed if it went below arc. Uh, I I enjoyed arc much more than this. One of us is going to have to concede here. <laughs> How do we do this? We've not done this for a long time. Um, have you got a coin? <laughs> no. Um, I tell you what. I I'm happy to give it to you and have one in the bank <laughs> for the future. I would be much more comfortable with that than putting it below Ark. Personally, Ark Ark's okay. going to be the bane in the middle of this stream table because you enjoy that a lot more than I do. And the, yeah, I was fine. the more films that go into the table now, it's going to get pushed around. So it might be good for you to have one in the pocket because there's going to be better films than this that so you're going to have to argue on. Fine, let's put this above arc with an asterisk. Okay, so it goes into seventh out of 11. I think that's fair. I'm happy with that. I can tell you're fuming, but I'm happy with it. Look, yeah, I don't I don't have it one place lower, but I, I, I just think that obviously we had a... Uh, we significantly disagree on, on that arc movie. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll come up again. <laughs> I've just I've just realised I've argued for Jordan to go above Ross in the stream table, even though Jordan didn't finish watching the film. <laughs> he's he's such a Dave, <laughs> really is, fucking Dave. That's going to be a thing now, isn't it? Everybody's everybody's <laughs> just going to be a Dave, right? Should we pick next week's film and get out of it? Because we've been going on for it, fucking ages. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right, what are you looking to get out of next week? What if I press this button? What sort of film are you after? Um, let's do a like a a, a crime. Heist type thing. Okay, like a thriller. Yeah, why not? Right, I'm going to press the button then. You ready? Yeah, go for it. It's picked a film called Acts of Vengeance. Oh. I think you might have your wish. 
Sounds like it could be crimey. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Uh, Acts of Vengeance. Are you ready for the synopsis? Sure. A fast-talking lawyer transforms his body and takes a vow of silence, not to be broken until he finds out who killed his wife and daughter and has his revenge. Okay. It's another silent killer. Um, Do you want to know who's in it? Yes, please. Antonio Banderas. Okay. And Carl Urban. Oh, right. Okay. This is this year's Blackwater. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, let's hope not. Robert Forster's in it as well. That's nice. He's dead now. Okay. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll check that one out, shall we? Oh, I'm excited. Acts of Vengeance. Go out. A bit and... of action. Yeah, looks like it. So yeah, go out and check out Acts of Vengeance, and we'll come back next week to talk to you about it. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.